Hey everybody, welcome to episode 21 of You Cannot Rewatch, the Evangelion Rewatch podcast. My name is David. And I am Dylan. And we're talking about episode 21 of the show. Um, so let's get started. Uh, first of all, uh, this episode, uh, as I'm sure many of you know, hopefully all of you know, there's a couple versions of this episode. There is the original aired version, and there is the director's cut version. I believe we both watched the director's cut version. Yeah. Uh, Okay, but uh, just in case, you know, you haven't, maybe you weren't aware of that. I assume, you know, anybody listening to this podcast is a big enough fan. You probably knew that, but maybe you didn't. I don't know. Um, make sure you, you've watched the director's cut version, which is a little hard to find, um, you know, because you can't buy these and or whatever. But, like, it, it, just look around for it, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it. I found it after just a few minutes of searching um, online. But uh, there, there are some differences, and we'll talk about what the differences are, but if you haven't seen the director's cut version, there's going to be stuff that I guess would be a spoiler for you. So, not that, I mean, if you've already seen the whole show, it's not like it's anything major, but, you know, it, but you'll understand what we're talking about more if you've seen the director's cut version, so make sure you've seen that. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess on that note, we'll just jump right into the episode. Um, this actually opens up with a scene that's not in the original aired version, which is... Uh, like security cam footage and um, it, it, it's almost like found footage of the base, um, the UN base at the site of Second Impact at the Antarctica site. And uh, we see them kind of talking about the uh, about Adam that they have housed there or not. They don't have a house. It, it was already there and they've discovered it. And they're kind of talking about the experimentation they're doing on it and the process behind that. And then we see the experiment as it's going wrong. And um, we see a quick glimpse of Adam's hands, and then the camera cuts out. Uh, I just want to say, they fucked up when they didn't put this in the on-air version. Uh, yeah, I was agreeing, yeah. That, this that stuff, was, it rules. I remember it was I, really the, cool. the first time I ever watched the show, I saw the director's cut version. So I always thought this was in there. And then later I learned there was a version without this, because I watched it again, mm -hmm. a different version. And I was like, I watched the whole show, and I was like, wait, how come I never saw that one footage again? Because that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Um, this, this is stuff, my first yeah, time... Sorry, this is my first time seeing this bit because I think I remember my mindset when I watched it. It's like, well, I should probably watch the original instead of the director's cut. Second. Oh yeah, yeah, that would I could understand how you would have that philosophy if you didn't know. Yeah, so I thought that, I thought it was really cool seeing it for the first time. That was cool. Yeah, that I, I've always really loved that footage. Uh, it's just really well directed and like a cool little. It doesn't have a ton of information, I guess, that you didn't already know, but it's just a really cool perspective on it. And never in the entire run of the show do we ever see something like that. That's like the security camera angle. Yeah. Like everything else is directed like you would direct, you know, any traditional thing. But it's cool to see it like from this this odd perspective. For sure. Um, then uh, this is – I think this is – I'm pretty sure maybe, – maybe someone can correct me on this. I believe this is the first time in the whole show uh, we see that it doesn't – the episode doesn't start immediately with the opening. It actually starts with that footage and then cuts to the opening. Yeah. I think every other episode always starts with the opening and then goes into the episode. So this is unusual for that. And I can't remember if the other director's cuts episodes do that or not. We'll have to find out. I don't remember them doing that. but um, So it opens up, and this is where the traditional episode would start. And we see Kaji is, uh, has just received a phone call, and he is talking about how this will be his final mission. Um, and then we quickly find out that uh, Fiyutsuki has been kidnapped. Um and uh, the, it's presumed that it's Kaji that's doing it. And we see Fuyutsuki has been taken to Sele because they want to discuss things with him about uh, everything that's going on with Gendo and the recent developments with uh, 
AV Unit 1 taking in the S2 engine uh, in episode 19. And they don't want to talk about it with Gendo around because they need to get answers that don't that aren't filtered through Gendo. Right. Um, which I'm not entirely sure how confident they are. That, like, what information do they think Futi's going to give them? Like, is he going to, like... I mean, not. The, I mean, I guess we find out later in the episode maybe he's not the best friends with Gendo, but he's also been with Gendo for 15 years. Right, yeah. Is he just going to be like, oh, yeah, Sayla, I, I love you guys. I'll tell you everything. At like, this point, he's pretty much a trapped, trained dog of Gendo. So, like, what on earth do you think you're possibly going to get out of him? Like, well, not, even, if, even if he still hates Gendo, even if yeah. he thinks Gendo's a piece of shit, he doesn't like Sayla anymore. No, yeah. Like, it's not like it's not like... There's a preference scale there, like the lesser of two evils. I don't think, yeah, and if it, there was, it would probably be Gendo. Yeah, well, he definitely seems like he agrees with Gendo's side of things. Because more or less, it's probably Yui's vision of things too. So, like, why would Sailor even think that he would betray any of that? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I guess they probably, from Sailor's perspective, they were out of options. Yeah. Um, this is probably a, a pretty desperate thing yeah. to do because also they kind of, you know, they kind of have to. Uh, expend Kaji on this. And Kaji's been, I think, pretty useful to them up to this point. So, you know, they're pretty desperate if they're willing to just be like, right. well, one, our, possibly our best operative, fuck him. Like, he's, he's gone. Yep. Um, I mean, to be fair, I feel like Sele hasn't really made many good decisions in the whole entire series anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, that could be true. Gendo always seems to be the one who's definitely way ahead. Yeah, although actually, I wanna, we can get to this later, but that... that I, I, I might be changing my, my viewpoint on that. Oh, yeah? Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so we cut back. Also, I just want to say real quick, um, I think I've mentioned before, this episode fucking rules. It's it's probably my... I, I said that episode 19 is maybe my favorite. I always go back and forth between episode 19 and this one. I don't know. Now that, I'm, now that I've watched this one, I'm going to say it's my favorite. It's really good. It's so um, I remember when I was first hearing about the show, after I'd seen it once, and, like, I was hearing somebody talk about it, and they described it as, like, throughout the entire show, you don't know what's going on the whole time, and then episode 21 is an episode where they explain pretty much everything to you. And not, I mean, you know, it's not literally everything, because there's a ton of mystery still, but there is so much information in this episode, and I love seeing all the characters um, in this older way. Like, seeing Gendo is, like, this younger dude that's, like, getting drunk and getting into bar fights yeah, like yeah. that's it's so bizarre and weird but it still works like it doesn't go too far um well and, even I mean, seeing him kind of like a ladies man's just weird too yeah yeah for sure and i i love slowly seeing him like become the gendo we know throughout the episode yeah that's really cool like you know we see like a couple scenes where he's like oh he's at this big desk oh but he's still kind of you know whatever and then like we see him grow and grow into the villain we know he is and like i mean this is the first episode we see yui too yeah and i mean I, I think i kind of take that for granted sometimes but really i mean there's been a couple flashes of her and she's been talked about but straight up this episode starts out and it's like oh hey here's yui and it's just her talking like there's no like shroud over her face or mystery like we just get to see yui like walking around like any other character and that's really interesting because this is a character we've known nothing about and has kind of been shrouded in a lot of mystery yeah um, um and I, I love when a show you know, again, we've said before, like, I don't want everything answered, like, every mystery revealed, but I also do like when a show is, has built up this big mystery, and then w they're finally just like, oh, here's the answer. Like, yeah. here, here it is. We're not going to bullshit around this time. Here's no, yeah. just the answer. Straight up. Um, that makes me wonder, in the restaurant scene when they first talking about Yui, do they refer yeah. to her as just a student, or do they make sure it's a female? 
Uh, they, they do both. They say, it, at first she said it's just a student, because it's kind of meant okay. to mislead you a little That's bit. That's what I was say, wondering. Oh, yeah, there's the student named Akari. And then, like, all of a sudden he's like, yeah, you should meet her. And then Peach yeah, is like, yeah. oh, her. Sure, I'll meet her. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think you're definitely meant to be like, wait a minute. Is that, are they talking about Kendo? Wait, her? Who the fuck are they? Oh shit! Yeah, I, I, and then they reveal it to you. Yeah, that's why. That's why I assumed. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, pretty, it's cool. pretty. It's a pretty good way to reveal that. It makes it cool being like, hey, here's this big hotshot, and it's not Gendo. It's you know Yui. Yeah. Being the big scientist. Um. And Even, yeah. On that note, we also learned that Gendo was Gendo Rokabunki, Rokabunki, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> and um, I remember what, the first time I watched the show, I wondered because I don't know you know a lot about Japanese culture and, yeah, and think, Asian culture, and so I wondered like. Is it more common for for husbands to take their wives' uh, last name there? And it's gonna, not apparently. I was gonna make that same comment. I didn't think so because it seems like a very male dominated culture. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is like, even though it's that case, neither Gendo or um, Fusuki make a big deal or right. even yeah. address it. And it's that's like, that's why I always assumed it must just be normal in that culture. Yeah. But apparently, it's pretty unusual there too, from what I've read. Um. I don't know if it's as usual, as unusual as it is here, um, but yeah, it, it's a little strange. I don't really know anybody that's that's done that in Maybe like yeah. in real life. I guess Jack White did that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Jack White. But, did uh, that, but they're the same person. I mean, I, if your last name was Rokabungi, I guess I could understand <laughs> yeah. why, why you'd want to change it. <laughs> I, I hope that was like um, Anu's like subtle reason for doing it was giving let's give Gendo a really stupid last name you want to change because <laughs> other than so. that like him changing his last name serves no purpose well I think uh, that's something else we want to talk about later Damn. I'm, I'm going right. to get into that okay um, but anyways so this episode is a little hard to talk about just because it's constantly cutting back and forth so we might mess up you know where the placement that we're talking about things the order of it but I guess that doesn't yeah. matter not too much um, but anyways uh, so we, we find out that one of the reasons Sele is wanting to interrogate Fusik is because, again, because of the stuff that happened in episode 19, but because, according to them, Gendo now has a living god. Unit 1 has now become a, a god, and now Gendo is in control of, of a living god. And that's why they have a problem with it, because that was not part of their plan. That is part of Gendo's plan that he's been trying to do. And now they're, you know, they've always suspected maybe Gendo um, is up to his own stuff, and now they know for sure, like, hey, Gendo is fully initiating his own shit, and he is ignoring our directives. He is not going for our version of human instrumentality. He is going for his. Um, but, uh, oh, just a, this is a small note, but there's a scene between Yui and uh, uh, Fusuki when they're just walking and she tells him that she's going out with Gendo. I just thought, like, uh, Fusuki says the country still had seasons then. And that's just something we hadn't really, like, learned about. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. there aren't seasons anymore. It's pretty much just eternal summer. Like, it's always kind of hot mm -hmm. and there's always, like, locust out. And, like, yeah, they don't have seasons. They don't really have winter and stuff. It's, like, a real subtle thing that goes out through the entire show. You just never really pick up on until they say it. Yeah. Like, well, oh, yeah, I, yeah, that's true. Throughout, well, for, throughout the show, too, like, you don't really know the timeline for stuff. Right. right. Like, they never say, like, oh, it's been – oh, I guess they do a couple times. Like, say, oh, it's been a couple weeks since The Last Angel. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you don't really pay attention to that. No. Which is um, which kind of makes that uh, short film, going back to that again, kind of interesting because it's snowing there. Yes. I was actually going to mention that. Yeah. yeah the, well. the recent short film, uh, Until You Come to Me, has snow in it. Um, which I, I completely didn't think about. And then, like, some people pointed that, pointed that out to us on the YouTube comments for it. Yeah. And that really got me thinking, like, oh, shit, that is kind of – that's pretty interesting, actually. But that's, you know, that's a whole different thing. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so you and Gendo are getting together. Um, then uh, Second Impact occurs, and uh, Antarctica's fucked completely. 
Um, but uh, Fiutsky is um, assigned or ordered. I don't know the term you would want to use to to go and investigate. And that's where he meets back up with Gendo, and he finds out that they've been Gendo and Yuya have married and now have a kid. Um, and then uh, that's when you know Fiutsky really decides like. Shady shit's going on. I'm not going to just ignore it. I'm going to get involved and try to put an end to whatever the fuck's going on. Um, that's also around the time they decide that they're going to cover up Second Impact and say that it wasn't this mysterious being of light, that it was just a meteor, and which is, you know, pretty much what what we've known throughout the show, yeah. that it was a meteor. Like, we've got some little hints, and, like, some people have said, like, hey, that's not what it was. But um, most of the lore we've seen from the show so far stated that it was a, that it was a meteor. Um, we get an introduction to Misato, uh, through the perspective of, um, or no, at first it's through Fiutsuki because they find out Misato has been mute for a couple of years after the events of Second Impact when she saw her father, like, throw her into this thing and then die, um, to, you know, to keep her safe. But, uh, it's just interesting because this is a side of Misato we haven't really ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, they talk a little bit about Adam. I don't really know. I want to talk about Adam a bit, but it's a little hard. Just because Adam is always something that's shrouded and kind of some yeah, this is where it gets like my trying to like figure out certain things. Like I feel like I don't know if I'm an idiot or if yeah, a lot of people yeah. just don't know it either. Well, let's just say we're idiots for safety, and then yeah. if we sound smart, <laughs> then you're surprised. But if we sound dumb, it's no harm done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Adam, of course, was inside of this geofront uh, there, whereas Lilith is inside of the other one. Um, but Adam, uh. So he looks like Unit 1, I feel like. Or I guess you could argue any of the units, but I think in particular, Adam really looks like Unit 1, which I think is very interesting. And obviously Gendo, I mean, or presumably Gendo is attempting to create Unit 1 in the image of Adam um, to, you know, to re-trigger the, the events that occurred. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, what happens is there, I don't entirely understand the experiment they were trying to do because they said because the way i understood it and maybe this is wrong the way i understood how this stuff worked is if you put a lance into one of these beings adam or lilith it will halt their their growth and their development yeah um but it sounds like in this experiment they're trying to put the lance into adam and that's when it goes wrong at the beginning during the security camp footage they say something about like we're inserting the lance and i would have been under the impression it was already inserted so I don't That's know if point. maybe I just understood wrong and they were actually removing it, but well, somehow, is this, somehow they trigger that. Does this series have two lances, or is that not coming into play till the rebuilds? Um. Oh yeah, I, I I'm not sure about that because I, I I was thinking they had two, but that might be from the rebuilds. I actually do think they only have one. Okay, because I was gonna say maybe once lances for a specific, like once for. Well, I think that is how it is, but I believe it would have been Adam that still had the lance because. The way it works, this is going to get way far ahead of this episode, but these two beings were sent here to create life. Well, only one of them was supposed to be sent here, but they both ended up being here. And Adam creates angels, and Lilith creates humans, or Lilin. Um, and they both accidentally ended up on Earth. And to, to uh, balance that, one of them had their progress halted, which was Adam. So Lilith continued to seed the earth with humans, and they developed and grew and evolved into the species that they are now, whereas Adam's progress was halted and the angels did not grow. And I believe that happened because 
the lance was put into Adam, or Adam put the lance into itself, okay. or something like that. Yeah, that um, makes sense. To hold its progress. So that's that's what I that was my understanding. And then when they removed the lance, it re-triggered the the growth of Adam, who then attempted to take over the planet because that's what those things are supposed to do is seed the entire planet. And now that now that these bo- these things are both active on Earth, they're both fighting for um, the control of the planet. Also, I accidentally said Earth. Um, he did. So I apologize for my Will Smith impression. But, um, yeah, I, maybe maybe that's not co- totally right, but I believe that's essentially that makes sense, the, actually. That's... The, the premise of the show. Um, but they, I, I did feel like they said they were trying to put it into Adam, so maybe I've got that a little backwards. But uh, that's pretty much it. it. It's something close to that. I might have fucked up a bit, but it's, it's, it's kind of like that. But anyway, so the experiment with Adam, it goes wrong, and he unleashes his, like, true form. He has the wings spread, and the door of Guff or golf or whatever whatever you call it opens up and impact starts to occur now i'm not this is another thing i'm not entirely sure about like how impacts work so second impact i don't know if it would have i don't know was it halted i guess is what i'm getting like did did somebody stop second impact the way that third impact is stopped like in the rebuilds like did somebody put the lance back through adam or something somehow adam gets to this embryonic form and like second impact still fucks up the earth, but it I don't know. It, yeah, it, I'm I'm trying to find the wiki. I'm reading the wiki for it. And I don't really see anything that said it halted or stopped or anything like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I just wonder like, just because are the like steps like do you have to get to a certain amount of steps for everything to happen? That's what I was wondering. Like, do you for third impact to completely destroy the world? Did second impact have to have happen, to happen? Yeah. or could second impact completely destroy the world all on its own? Could first impact have completely destroyed the world all on its own, or do you have to have like this chain of events that leads to the next yeah. one? Which I guess is kind of what the Dead Sea Scrolls are kind of predicting. Um, I, I believe so. That's what they're saying. Like, you have to go through these steps because they're at least that, that's what they're saying with the angels for sure. Is like you have to go through all these steps with the angels, like. But, I mean, really, any angel, I believe, could trigger third impact if it reached Lilith. Um, or Adam, I guess. Not Lilith. Um, but, I, I don't know. This is where, like, my understanding of the show is a little more spread. Right. Well, um, I read the thing on here, and it's called... They named it Second Impact because it was officially reported that it was a, a meteor strike. Right. And the first impact was when Lilith first landed and caused an impact which is what created the moon which is why she's associated with the moon right so yeah. this one's codenamed second impact because on the official report they said a meteor struck even though it actually didn't okay so i don't know if it's fully an actual impact or that's just what they call it because they're trying to cover it up with what actually happened well but see if if the only reason they're called impacts is because that's the terminology we gave them that gives me the impression that any impact could lead to the end of the world that's true because that, that's just what they decided to call it. So if that's just what they named it and it's not like an official term terminology for it, then how is it different from any other impact? That's what I'm saying. Theory? Yeah, I don't, I don't think like technically the third impact is the one that has to bring about the world. I yeah. think like, I think the third impact was technically the real impact, I guess. And maybe the second impact was just kind of like a big cover up for a messed up. Well, that's, that's just why I'm wondering if second impact was halted because if, if second impact could have caused the end of the world, why didn't it? It, ha- it had to have. They had to have halted or something happened because that's what would have caused the seasons everything to change. Or I guess it could be the way it works could be second impact happened and Adam was awakened and it wasn't halted, but Adam because it went into like its embryonic form, it just took a while 
to like trigger because again adam is meant to seed the planet with angels so the angels arrive yeah and they eventually do it just takes a while so maybe adam's like expenditure expenditure the way adam uses power yeah that term um the way it uses power like uh it like overused it somehow um and like it took a while for the angels to come around or something so it wasn't halted but like it, it worked it just that it took a while for the angels to be just, seated to the planet and yeah i hope that makes sense i feel like i was talking in circles there for a minute but no yeah i, th- I think and that's this again we're uh both idiots so yeah yeah this is wrong. so um feel free to go ahead and comment and tell us what actually happened yeah uh, and we'll probably explain it in the next episode yes um but uh hang on so i haven't looked at my notes in a while so i lost my place here okay so um Gend- or Futsuki goes to he, he's kind of realized that you know there's this big cover up and it's pretty coincidental that Gendo was out of uh, the area during Second Impact and so he goes to confront Gendo and I, I, I really like this scene I think this is really cool because before this in the show Futsuki's just been this dude that stands in the background and kind of makes a little snide remarks every once in a while he hasn't been a character and this episode flushes him out into like such this deep interesting uh, rounded character and so I love this confrontation scene between Gendo and Futsuki because you would have never, ever expected to see that in the show. Like, you just wouldn't think that those characters could have ever had that kind of interaction. Right, right. Futsuki seems like he's just constantly following Gendo to the ends of the earth. So I love this scene where, like, they're challenging each other. Well, I kind of like it, too, because you see that Gendo is actually kind of a really arrogant kind of yeah person. Kind of, a, like, you know, he talks a lot. But now when you see Gendo, he's very cool, calm, collected, like, very much chooses words. So it's kind of cool where... It just goes to this point where he just eventually gets into, like, really hiding who he is. Because I feel like, I mean, obviously, not, he does that on purpose. Yeah. So it's really cool seeing that pre-Gendo form, what Gendo was before he became, you know, yeah. the Gendo we know. I love, I love seeing all the steps that yeah. these characters it's went great. on to become what they eventually became. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess on that note, so uh, Gendo takes Fuyuki down to the Geofront because he wants to show him something new. The Geofront in the future Tokyo 3. And uh, they meet... Uh, the original Dr. Akagi, don't remember her first name, uh, Kyoto or uh, something. No, I thought it was like Namaki or something like that. Weird. Yeah, well, that's what I said. It must have sounded wrong in the microphone. I um, think so. But um, something I never thought about before, I don't know, it just never occurred to me, but we see uh, Ritsuko, like as a much younger girl, and she has the same hair color as her mom's. Just a small thing, but I I, oh, yeah, I, didn't know I couldn't help but wonder if she had dyed her hair because she hated her mom. Like she had dyed her hair blonde so that she would like not be associated. I bet, the, oh yeah. I, I bet that's a thing. That seems like something she would totally do. Yeah. Cause it I don't want to like... talk too much about uh, Rizko because I think I still hate her character. But Yeah. I don't think that would be something she would do as a fashion move. So. Yeah. She, yeah she, she, I mean, usually you would dye your hair maybe to try to look appealing to other people or impress yeah. somebody. Or, you know, but, but a lot of people also dye their hair because they want to feel different. Like, they want to feel like a different person. Yeah. Some people will dye their hair, like, after the new year or after a breakup. So, yeah, I think she dyed her hair because she wanted a different... Um, she didn't want to be associated with her mom. But, um, and this is the first time we also, you know, this is the first time we see Yui. This is also the first time we actually see uh, Ritsuko's mom and kind of learn a little bit about, about her character, um, which I, even though we only see it in one episode, I think is still more interesting than her daughter. Um, but, uh, oh, so then uh, through Ritsuko, we learn a little bit about Misato and how they met while they were going to college. And then we learn about how Misato and Kaji met, um, kind of, not directly, but we, you know, we hear about it from Ritsuko's letters to her mom, which is interesting that Ritsuko and her mom hate each other so much, but they send each other letters. Letters, that's it's interesting also, to me. It's also kind of interesting, uh, and the letters sometimes don't even like 
directly reference the previous letter either. Just like it's kind of like them just a way to talk out loud. It seems like. Yeah, or I wonder at least at least with some of the later letters in the episode if they yeah. weren't ever letters that were actually sent, but almost like the characters just wrote this like saying, "Oh yeah, this is a letter to my mom, or this is a letter yeah. to my daughter," but never with the actual intention of writing it. Yeah. I really got that impression, especially with the last letter yeah. we get from. from I think the daughter. only one that shows that the body got sent was when she talks about. Misato having a boyfriend, and then their mom directly says, "Yeah, that's been true. Boy shy. Yeah, yeah, but that's a more like cavalier letter. But right. yeah, the, the final one that uh, Ritsuko's mom writes—that's like talking shit on Yui and Gendo. Like that one seems like that never got sent. Yeah. Um, well, especially I guess with this, the following scene. But um, so, hang on, I gotta turn my page here. Um, so there's another conversation with Yui. Um, and Fiyutsuki, uh just kind of like hanging out by a tree and like now Shinji's with with Yui and she's like she's got him and they're just talking kind of about um the future and you know Fiyutsuki saying like well I guess I'm gonna work for these guys because one thing they threatened me and maybe I think Fiyutsuki's in his mind is definitely thinking like if I get involved maybe I can like subtly direct the flow of things to be good instead of like whatever bad thing Gendo's planning. So I think he's kind of hoping to manipulate Gendo, but I think he probably quickly gives up on that because oh, yeah. he can't out-manipulate Gendo. But this is... um, We're going to get off on another tangent here because I wanted to discuss uh, Yui a lot here. Um, this this conversation especially leads me to believe, and like um, this is something that I've heard a little bit about before and kind of thought a little bit about before on my own, but um, somebody... Crap, I should have looked up their name. Somebody commented uh, not too long ago when we were talking about um, Yui going into Unit 1 a few episodes ago, and we said, like, did we did do we think, did Yui want that to happen, where she merged with Unit 1, or was that really an accident? And we kind of, I think, settled on Yui probably wanted that to happen. Yeah. And somebody commented and said, like, you know, it's maybe possible that really all the events of the show are actually kind of manipulated by like yui, yui. Mm -hmm. and this episode i was really thinking about that more and more and i kind of am leaning that way and also really just like that theory um because we were talking about earlier like yui meets gendo and instantly decides oh i should go out with gendo and everyone is like oh okay well the relationship is obviously so that uh gendo can use yui's, yui's. connections yeah, yeah. but like what that. if yui is using gendo yeah. and gendo even changes his name so the last name is of Yui's. If if Yui really wanted to use, or well, the, they say that it's because Gendo is trying to be closer to her and like have the same last name so that he can get the connections as her. But I feel like that could almost be a manipulation in and of itself, um, on Yui's part. But uh, I yeah, I just feel like even her like meeting him and having a child because I mean ultimately, spoilers guys, but the the ultimate decision of the Earth is left up to Shinji. And what if that was all by design by Yui? Like, she chose to have a kid so that she knew that someday it could be put in a position where she would be inside of the unit that her son would eventually pilot so that it could give her the it could give Shinji the decision to... Exactly. ...choose what to do on the Earth. Which is why she would have brought Shinji there that day for the experiment to have him watch. She literally says, yeah. I want him to watch and so he can see the, the future, like how bright the yes. future can be so it's, i mean that's a pretty big hint right there in itself yeah i mean i guess unless it really was an accident yeah but if it was an accident like if she wasn't planning to do that what would be the purpose of shinji being brought along right because like, like it if seems like had gone successfully what would shinji have the fact that ritsuko's mom wanted her to die and figured that she was probably going to die i would assume there was 
by known by everybody, a very high risk of chance that she was not going to survive. Yes. So why would you bring your kid to an experiment where kids where you're probably going to die unless you had some other purpose like that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just feel like it kind of makes sense that Yui is actually behind everything, and like even even the way Gendo acts was still just a manipulation on her part. And I mean, even how Fuski gets involved, it, it still seems to be kind of because of her. It just seems like when you when you look at it, a lot of the pe- a lot of the people being in the places they are were put there because Yui kind of put them there. And maybe that's not true. Maybe it just kind of happened that way. But I think it makes a lot of sense. And again, with Yui deciding to fuse herself, or you know, presumably deciding to fuse herself into Unit One, that just makes a lot more sense. Uh, um, but uh, I mean, you know, that, again, that's just a theory. But uh, I think it has some merit. So if you know, if you think differently, or if you agree, let us know what you think. And if you have any, you know, I think it's definitely one of the most recent theories I've heard that I've like, like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Because I feel like I, you know, I've heard a bunch of theories a thousand times, but I haven't yeah. heard that one before. That's that's a really cool theory. And also, I think um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not entirely sure. I I 100% understand Gendo's motivation and what he's attempting to do. But he definitely, you know, he's definitely attempting somehow to reconnect with Yui through his his manipulation of the events of third impact um whether that's by somehow making another physical manifestation of her or whether it's by human instrumentality like remerging with um her soul i'm not entirely sure like what his means to that yeah that's i kind of got that question too when he clones ray you know because he makes Ray look just like you and it's just like does he make ray like you because he obviously wants to like you know her death is really bothering him because, I mean, you see sometimes in flash, like flashbacks, especially in the rebuild, you see like him look at Ray, then see Yui. But yes. also someone said that he wanted Ray to try and recreate what Yui did by using Ray's soul. But I always thought that right. was kind of weird because if she's a clone, I mean, it's going to get really existential. Would she really have a soul to use? Well, yeah, I think that's the, definitely a theme there because I think especially w- with what we see about Ray 2 and then even somewhat Ray 3... Um, there does seem to be a soul and personality that develops. Yeah. I think with Ray 1, I would say no. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think with Ray 2, towards the beginning, I would say no. But, like, she definitely seems to develop a personality of her own rather than, you know, what you would imagine a clone right. would be like. Which kind of um, brings up the interesting thing is, like, do you just kind of develop your soul? And that's kind of what it takes to just do that, I guess. Yeah. Is it human experience or yeah. is it something something else? Yeah. Um, is it something inherent or is it uh, nature or nurture, I guess? Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's definitely interesting. I'm not entirely sure his motivation for creating uh, Ray. I assume it was somehow to, to use to for, for his goals, but it could be simply because he wanted like a physical reminder of Yui. Um, but that's, I don't know, because in the episode where him and Shinji go to visit Yui's grave, he says like he kept no photographs of her no evidence of her to look at the only memories of of her were inside of him but then you know he has ray which is essentially a visual representation of yui you know even more than a photograph would be by far so yeah it's interesting i i don't know exactly i maybe he even did that too to be like he didn't want to real people to realize how much ray looks like yui to bring up any like sort of suspicion yeah, about be. that i mean i don't know there's there's so many things like who knows for sure um, but I, what, but I, I, what I was getting at earlier, um, Gendo, after what happens with Yui, he really shifts his focus and decides like, that's my end game is to somehow reunite with Yui. 
Um, and I wonder if that was almost more manipulation on Yui's part, too. Like, she knew Gendo was so in love with her that if she put herself in the Ava, what path it would sit Gendo on. And, like, and that he would get Shinji involved. Like, she knew all that stuff in advance. Like, we always talk about how like, Gendo is so far ahead of everyone else. What if there was somebody that's one step ahead of Gendo the whole time? Yeah, that'd be Like, cool. even all of Gendo's, like, smart, like, cunning and and getting around other people was was still foreseen by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think know. that would just be the ultimate payout. That'd be, like, so cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, uh, so going back to some more stuff in the episode, um, I guess back to Gendo a little bit. We see... Um, after Yui has died, and again, this is more Gendo manipulating people, he's with uh, Dr. Akagi, the uh, Risco's mom. And um, they're, you know, like making out and stuff. And I guess she is, she believes this to be, I don't know if I'd call it a serious relationship because she's, she obviously is aware of the fact that he's still thinking of Yui. Um, but she's, de- you know, she says she's okay with that. But at the same time, she seems like she's really not. Like she really wants him to be over Yui because she hated Yui. I'm not exactly sure what everybody sees in Gendo, but uh, apparently a lot of people want to fuck Gendo. Gendo fucks more than anybody in this show. You got a big old dick. Um, I guess so. Uh, I guess you know. I, hey, uh, you know, a lot of girls like cocky guys. Yeah. He's very co- he's very cocky. Very cocky. At least early in the show, very arrogant, very sure of himself. Has a big bank um, account. The what? Has a big bank account. Apparently. That's true. Probably probably got plenty of funds. He's um, well, man. But anyways. Uh, so yeah, she. Um, I guess Ray One comes in while. Uh, I God, I wish I could remember. Is it Nagi? Is that her name? I don't know. The original Doctor Akagi, whatever the fuck her name is. No, um, yeah, Nako. I don't, I saw it, but I don't know how to Na- say Naoko? it. Naoko. Naoko. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, Yoko. N A O K O. I don't know how to say that. Naoki. I don't know. Naoko. I fuck it. Doctor Akagi is is talking about all this stuff with Gendo, and and Ray One walks in and is. Not very nice. And uh, her response is to strangle Ray One to death. And then um, kind of also before she's doing it, she's, she's some fl- she sees some of those flashes of like Yui and Ray One. And so even though she's like killing a child, she's obviously imagining killing Yui at the same time. Like, you know, in a way, Yui, who she hated, is back standing in front of her, insulting her. And so she's like, I'm not going to take that shit from Yui. And kills her. And then she um, kills herself. Um, oh, also just a small thing, but earlier when she first met Ray One and she sees that she resembles Yui, she checked all the files for Ray One and there were no files found. And also Gendo's excuse is, oh, it's a relative of mine. Or, or an acquaintance asked me to watch this, his kid or yeah, I think something it's like, like a, that. It's, it's like a friend like sh- watch his kid, yeah. Some shitty excuse. Um, Which, I mean, what if you ever seen Gendo have friends? Coming, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one thing I think is really interesting about that is Ray seemed almost... Like she, what she was doing was on purpose, so it makes you wonder if she almost kind of developed a cynical type attitude, or if she was kind of almost like not forced, but kind of pushed towards doing what she did. That could be maybe like Gendo wanted the original Kagi yeah. out of the way because so Gendo he, said he like purposefully said- implanted this this personality or like idea in Ray, and like right. maybe even sent her down to that room somehow, like you know manipulated her there. Yeah, planning the actions of, of he, Dr. Akagi. He even said himself that he wants he's useless and doesn't want her around anymore. So right, you know him like what, what better way to take care of her than her getting rid yeah. of herself? Especially if the theory of um, maybe her soul being in Unit Zero to go through. Maybe he was just like, well, I need another body for another unit. 
So maybe he's like, I want her to like, you know, I don't know, you know, kill herself or something like that to kind of use that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that that is interesting. That, that could totally be that Ray was, I never thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense that somehow Ray was, was there for that action. Okay, sorry everybody, we got cut off for a second there. Uh, but now we're back. So, I guess it wasn't very long for everybody listening, but it was it was a, it was a minute for us. But anyways, uh, so that's pretty much all the I think flashback stuff um, for the episode. I think it goes back to modern day. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about before we talk about kind of the the final stuff of the episode? Um, not really, because I mean I saw a screenshot of something, but we would probably go into a bigger tangent of second impact. So I mean we can just kind of put it off, I guess. Okay. Um, so. We see Kaji has decided to break Fuyutsuki out. Uh, as, you know, presumably, we could assume Fuyutsuki would have never been returned to Gendo. Um, probably killed. Um, so uh, Kaji says, you know, like, hey, I did my mission. I let you guys talk to him. I'm going to get him out of here as well. I believe that's how this goes down. That's my interpretation of it. Um, and, and, you know, Fuyutsuki says, hey, th- you're going to get killed for this. And he's like, well, I just want to get closer to the truth. Um, and then... Uh, and maybe my favorite, uh, like, shot, like, directed shot of the episode. Uh, th- we, there's, like, that big fan with, like, the sun outside. I just, I've always thought, like, that imagery is awesome and really well done. And, I mean, it's a send-off for a character. And it's just, like, such a well-done shot. Like, I've always been, like, as somebody, you know, who we, we make videos and stuff. And not that we direct anything well, but I've just always been, like, very jealous of, like, that idea of a shot just because it looks so fucking cool. And I always thought, like, it was such a cool moment for that character. Um, and then, uh, you know, he says, uh, you're late to somebody. We don't know who. And we hear a gunshot. Um, I don't know. Did, did he die? I don't know. I'm not, I, it never did, actually did, shows him die. Did Kaji die? I mean, they never showed him die. Um, oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a reference, everybody. We know he died. Um, um. But, uh... Yeah, so so who killed Kaji, is the is the real question. Question, I I find this really interesting because I was reading some notes on this, and one of the notes was the reason they did this in this one, was they thought the um, on air version had led fans to mistakenly assume Masato was the killer of Kaji. Yeah, I feel like this one doesn't really stray farther from that either. I feel like this one doesn't make you be like, oh, well, she definitely didn't do it. Um, I, I don't think Misato did it. I don't think she did it, but still, I don't, I don't think it makes it any less misleading, you know? Well, yeah, I, I get that. Um, but I think, um, you know, I, there is the scene right before this where we see Misato get out and she gets her gun back. And I think that's why a lot of people really feel like, because some people really do think that she did it. I just, I don't know. It just never made sense to me from a character perspective that it would be her. Yeah. Um, I never really... I mean, I can like, like you said, I can see how people can mistake. I mean, she gets her gun, she comes back, she's crying, she hears that message, and then she really has an effect to it because she knows he's dead. Yeah. So I mean, I can see how you mistakenly think that, but still, I, I like you said, it doesn't seem like a character trait of her. Right. Well, I mean, she earlier like earlier in the show, we see a moment where she's got a gun against him, and rather than shooting him or making him leave, she allows him to show this room to her and like talk to her, and then even after that, she's still letting, she's still meeting up with him and banging him and finding out all this extra information from him even knowing that he's already up to stuff he's not supposed to. Right. So I don't know how... I don't know what would have changed between exactly. all that I, other, all those other times where she let it slide and now. I feel like the information she got told to her about Kaji at the beginning probably wasn't too much of a revelation to her. And probably yeah. a lot of it was probably suspected. So not enough so she, she felt so betrayed she had to kill Kaji. Well, or even like... I mean, there, the, 
I don't think it would have been betrayal. I think it would have been, like, her role at Nerve would have required her to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he was, like, betraying Nerve. But, but again, she had already knew he was doing all the stuff behind Nerve's yeah. back and had already kept it to herself and even been using that information and finding out more about it. So I, I don't think – yeah, I just don't see any possible motivation that she would have gone and done that. Um, I just think it's some dude. Like, some dude was just sent to kill him. Um, yeah, because I think you could definitely interpret it like you're late, as in Kaji knew he was going to die, and he was just Yeah, I think, well, I think that's one of the reasons people think it's Misato is because, like, oh, maybe Misato and him had, like, a meeting. But, hey, that's just Kaji's character. Kaji's, like, kind of sarcastic and, like, mm-hmm. very, like, cavalier, I guess, with everybody. Like, he, he's very much just, like, goofy. And, like you know, even in death, yeah. Kaji's not going to be like, all right, shoot me. He's going to be like, yo, you're late. Like, yep. you know, Took that's going to – that's going to be Kaji's last words. Like, he's not going to go out with some, like, big dramatic thing. Like, that's just not his character. So I don't think that represents that somebody tricked him into meeting him there. I'm sure Kaji knew standing there that he was going to be shot in that exact spot. Yeah. I think, you know, it was just a matter of how do I want to go out? Do I want to go out, like, smiling? Or do I want to go out, like, all, like, with tears in my eyes? And yeah. Kaji's not going to do the latter. No, no. Um, so yeah, I don't think there was any character we know that killed him. I think it was just a random hitman or whatever from. Yeah, I don't think this is supposed to be one of the greatest mysteries of Ava. I think it's just kind of a thing that happened, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think people, I you know, I think there's a lot of things that um, people read a lot into. I think there's some things that people um, are are meant to kind of brush past. I, I think this is one people read too much into, mm-hmm. um, and and you know it where it's not really. I don't know. Maybe there's other evidence that we're not considering, but. I, I don't really think so. But anyway, so then Misato goes back and she, she listens to the voicemail from Kaji, the final final voicemail. Um, I, uh, you know how, like, everybody, or I feel like everybody in, in shows or movies, there's, like, something that, like, really gets to them emotionally? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it is always characters that are dead somehow interacting with somebody <laughs> yeah. that's still alive. That always gets me. Like, if, if, like, maybe you see their ghost or if, like, you see them, like, from an afterlife thing or if they left, like, a message, that stuff, like, really gets to me more than anything else. I know some people, it's like, you know, if a dog dies in the show, that's, but for me, it's always, like, a, a dead character somehow, like, talking to somebody who's still alive. So this ending always gets to me a lot just because I like the character of Kaji a lot, especially after, like, watching the show multiple times. I don't think it would have cared much the first time, but I think watching it multiple times, you, you know, you, you like more of the characters more and more. But uh, and I like Misato's character a lot more now mm-hmm. too. I don't think I was that attached to her the first time, but yeah, I like her character a lot more, and, and it's tough for her. And like, so yeah, that that ending gets to me. I think it's a really good ending um, to yeah, that character know. and to the episode, and uh, it just further drives uh, home to me that this episode is probably my favorite just because there's so much information. But there's still a lot of like awesome character uh, reveals. There's good like moments like with with Kaji, and there, there's stuff that pushes the story forward while also filling in blanks from before Mm -hmm. and that's hard to do like this episode could have easily just been filling in the blanks but it also pushes things forward too and i think that's pretty impressive that in just you know 20 25 minutes they managed to pull so much off yeah um so i think that's why i like the episode so much but uh yeah and then i guess you know just a (laughs) final note shinji tries to or he like peeks out and he's like oh i don't know what to do about that and he just goes back to his room the, and tries to ignore Misato. The only one thing that stood out to me about only had the only thing, but one thing I thought was kind of funny on um, Kaji's message was why did you just call him watermelons? Why are you like being secretive about your plants? Oh, uh, when he calls them <laughs> flowers? flowers. Yeah, he's like, I got some flowers. Well, I don't know if maybe maybe he was growing flowers too. I don't remember. Yeah, like he might have like started growing flowers. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. 
Um, did you watch the the subbed or the dubbed on this one? Uh, dubbed. Okay. So yeah, I I still watched the subbed. I wasn't Which, sure if you could if, if you had the. That's what I thought was interesting. Kind of I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be dubbed because it never got aired on. So I, was, I wasn't expecting it to actually. Well, they did release it on DVD. Yeah. Then I, I I forgot the the DVD release. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think that's pretty much the episode. Um, I don't think there's really much else to, to dive into. Um, but let us know what you think about this episode. And just just curious, uh, what's everybody else's favorite episode of the show? You know, we're almost to the end now, so I'd be curious to see like what everybody else thinks is the best episode of the show. Um, is it what's your what's your favorite? My favorite? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to wait till later on because this is only my second viewing. Yeah, that's true. So I'm gonna probably wait till later to find. To figure out what my favorite is. Yeah, I think the next few are like really good, but not quite to the level that they've been. And then the episode with Karu, I think, is fucking. Awesome. I do love Karu. Karu is really great. Um, this episode's so good though because not only do you find out so much about just one character, like Yui, someone we haven't seen much, but you find out so much about like Futsuke and Gendo. You just find so much background on everybody. It's really interesting to me because, like, if you were to just ask me about the show, I and like who 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 it's really about, I would probably say you know, the pilots like Shinji and Asuka and Rei. I would say are really who the show's about and everybody else is just an, an ancillary character. But this episode, all of a sudden, the pilots have nothing to do with anything. Not, and angels. every other every other character, there's no angels. Every formula from the show is not here. Yeah. The show is, like, completely... This episode of the show is completely about com- things you would have never expected. Like, you would have never watched the first 20 episodes and been able to predict what episode 21 was going to be about. Yeah. Who and it was going to be about, the events it would be about and at the same time it doesn't make you miss or almost even realize those people are in there because you're just so like you're so interested you're so interested and and intrigued yeah and and normally like in a show yeah i never thought about that but yeah normally in a show if if they're like all the main characters were gone and it was about side characters it would get shit on so hard yeah like everybody would be like what the fuck is this like i'm trying to think of if you had x files and there was an episode that wasn't about Mulder and scully it was about like some other dude solving crimes you'd be like turn this fucking shit off like you wouldn't give a fuck no um because I, I, you know, there are shows that have done that, um, and 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 gone to a side character, and, and it, that's impressive that Evangelion can do that. And it, you know, it's probably my favorite episode, and yeah. I'm sure, even if it's not other people's favorites, it's still a, an episode people really love and love to talk about. And that's pretty impressive that they that they pulled that off because it could have easily been some filler bullshit. Um, but yeah, what's you know, what's everybody else's favorites? Let us know. Uh, let us feel free to tell us all the ways we're wrong about the background story of Ava. And uh, correct us on everything. Um, you know, the, all that information on how you can do that is in the description on YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, I don't know, go listen on YouTube instead, and you'll find all that information there. And uh, anything else we need to say before we sign off? No. No. Um, yeah, I think that, that's pretty much it. You know, next week we're doing episode 22. Um, we're going to try to do the director's cut again as long as we can, you know, get access to that. And uh, so, you know, I would recommend you watch that as well. I, I would say for the rest of the show, just watch the director's cut. We'd kind of talked about maybe we'll do both. I don't know. I'm probably just going to do the director's cut. Yeah, might as well. And then what I'll do is afterwards, I think you and me both, after we watched the episode, just looked to see what the differences were. Because I, I looked, too, on, on the wiki. And just that's saw what like I did. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, what, what things were different. So that's probably what we'll do instead. And then we'll still kind of try to discuss what some of those differences are. Um but we're not uh, yeah we're not gonna watch both sorry feel free to watch both if you want and fill us in on inf- any information we might not have picked up on but we're not gonna watch both i mean we're only the people that are hosting this evangelion podcast why would we be the ones that watch both <laughs> <laughs> um 
but but anyways, uh, yeah. So you know, we'll uh, look forward to getting some more comments from you guys, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.